Cheers! Cheers! And welcome to Champagne and Queso. Cheers, my mom's on. Hi, mom, cheers! Hello, cheers! Do, do I you don't have any champagne. Well, you can get anything to drink. Oh, okay. Welcome to Champagne and Queso. Champagne and Queso is a lifestyle podcast that features everything from food, drink, fashion, music, wellness, and of course, champagne and queso. That's right. Our two favorites. Our two favorite things in the world. Today, Carl and I are talking about some of our favorite shows, and it's been a minute since we've recorded a podcast because because we're lazy, um, except not because we've been traveling <laughs> a lot, but we are immersed in three shows specifically that we're going to talk about today. One that I am like floored that I have just, that I'm just now finding, finding which is Queer Eye. And we're going to talk Handmaid's Tale. But first, we're going to talk Bachelorette because if anyone who listens knows our obsession with The Bachelor and Bachelorette. And this year, or this season, has taken a serious turn for the worse. We're not sure what's happening, but the cast is... Tragic. Tragic. But if you follow us at all, you've also seen me post about my mom, who I like to make fun of. I mean, appreciate. And she's on the phone now. Hi, Mama. Hello. Appreciate you better. I do appreciate you. Talk really loud for everyone. Oh, all right. The old lady needs to talk louder. Yes, that's right. Okay, all right. Well, so recently I was in Dallas and got to watch an episode of Bachelorette with my mom. And we had a little bit of wine, but literally this was just her, just being her, watching. And I've never heard anybody laugh harder. We'll have to repost the video on Champagne and Queso. We will need to, because honestly, this is what brought me back to The Bachelorette. Because I... (laughs) Had pretty much sworn it off. <laughs> Don was Don was over it. Has no desire to watch it. But then those videos, Karen, they just inspired me to to come back. And then I got to watch an episode with you too. And now I'm back in. Oh well, good. I'm so glad that I've I've converted you back. <laughs> to terrible programming. To terrible programming. I know because it is my duty in life. <laughs> or season whatever it is of The Bachelorette. And we have... 407. 407. We have Becca, who was last season heartbroken from Ari. They got engaged. Then he came back later and broke it off. So now she's back three months later to find love yet again. And so this is The Bachelorette. And they're down to, this week, we have hometowns, which is always exciting because you see these poor families get drug into this terribleness. Yes. I like the hometown episode mainly because of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you usually see a lot of crazy, too. You do, and that's kind of the beauty of it. It's the best part. So what would happen, Mom, if I was on The Bachelorette and brought somebody... I don't think I'm going to be on it, although my husband is traveling a lot lately, so I don't know. (laughs) Well, we'd have to hide some of my brothers and... For sure. I don't know what, yeah, because that's probably some of the crazy in our family that... The rest of us are pretty normal. Oh, right. We wouldn't need to hide you or dad, for sure. Other than you try to make me look like they need to come take me away when you post things about me. All I do is hit record, Mom. <laughs> you do all the rest yourself. Okay, so you couldn't stop laughing about two or three episodes ago. Well, how silly for some guy to be up in a bunk bed and fall out on his face and have to go to a kitchen care. <laughs> I mean, it was so funny. Uh, how can you get over that? I, I can't even understand that. Well, it was a very dramatic episode where, and then she called him. He, you know, he was in the ICU for <laughs> <laughs> well, what seemed like a week. It seemed like a week. 
But they edit it to make you think that he got in a fight with somebody. Yes, it was very dramatized. And when she calls, she finds out he had, in fact, what happened to him, Mom? Well, he fell out of bed and went to intensive care. Is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to hear you yeah, say it again. He broke his, he broke his face. <laughs> broke his face. I mean, he really did. He didn't, then you saw him. He really looked worse than he did before. Oh. Nope. Well, okay, so tonight we're down to the top four. We have, and I'm sorry that I don't have better descriptions, but this is how I remember them. We have Garrett, who's the goofy guy who got the first impression rose. Um, we have Colton, who is the ex-football player virgin. His career is ex-football player. That's what right. he does for a living. So good luck with that, Becca. Right. We have Blake. We have big-eared Blake, because he reminds me of Dumbo. That's not nice, but... Blake and Garrett are literally interchangeable to me. They are the same human. Boring brunette humans, yeah. <laughs> And then we have Jason the Guido, the greasy Guido. He seems nice enough. And so it came down to the one she got rid of last week, or the two, I guess, was the, um, what do you call him, the sensitive ponytail Leo? Oh, Mr. Sensitive Ponytail Man, who is the stunt man? Yes. Yes. And yeah. Wills, the... Who keeps wearing rompers. Who wears plaid rompers, and he's clearly stoned off his gourd, like, the whole time. <laughs> yes, he does seem very stoned. Very stoned. All right, Mom, so we're <laughs> down to four. And I love yeah. that you like several of these. Carla literally has a visceral reaction to every single man on the show. Yeah, I don't like any of them. I think they're probably kind of um, boring, maybe. But, yeah, um, that's what but, I think. But I don't think they're, I mean, I think they're probably decent guys, they seem like. I don't think they seem bad. Colton, I think, is very cute. I don't care whether he's a virgin or not. He's really cute. <laughs> you don't mind he's a virgin? No, I think that's thing at all but isn't it funny that he's like a pro athlete and like I mean you really shouldn't have any trouble in that like and dated Tia who clearly was not a virgin right yeah she won't get any any diseases well that's true it's a very good point (laughs) well that's really pretty good um what about Garrett mom well I think that he kind of seems like one that she's pretty attracted to I think it's between those he and Colton is what I think, but, but she went, I don't know. She went kind of crazy over Blake. She did have a turn, a love turn for Blake last week. I did? <laughs> yes, you fell in love with Blake last week, Mom. No, Becca. No, Becca. <laughs> oh, I thought you said I did. <laughs> like, no. Uh, Are you on the yeah, show? No. Like, I thought she was all about Garrett, and then Blake came. Yeah, then Blake the, is the most boring of all of them. Yeah, totally. agreed. Snooze fest. Total. And I think that Jason from Buffalo would be just maybe a good guy. His friends think nice, and that's important. Oh, he's yeah, that's got right. He's looking hair. Yeah. yeah he kind of needs a different hairdo, but if he got maybe, you know, he's not he's not bad looking or anything. No. He needs to kind of change his hair, and he seemed like he had good guys, but he kind of maybe has an upper state New York look. In my opinion. Yeah, state. I, I agree with you on that. Maybe he needs the guys from Queer Eye to give him a makeover <sighs> and fix, maybe like Jonathan needs to work some magic on that hair. Foreshadowing of the next conversation. He's just saying. But I agree with you. I, you know what? I forgot. We watched that episode where, uh, together oh, where God, we yeah. met his friends. Yeah, and his friends seemed really cool, which to me, you know, is a good sign that he's a, he's a good person. That's a telling thing, I think. All right, that's the four of them. So, I mean, I think that it's probably going to come down to Garrett and Blake. 
Do we think that's our... And, and, well, yeah, because they're the same person, so that right. just makes sense. Carla always seems to have all the background on all the what they're saying behind the scenes, and I've just seen a promo, and what what is it that... Um, what's that? Tia, Tia, what's her name? Yeah. yeah. She's saying that she's just sick at, sick at her stomach at something. That <laughs> thing's pretty... Hardly wait. I've not read anything about that. I guess I'm just saying Garrett and Blake are both sales reps and they are one year apart, which I mean, someone could be lying about their age. So I think they are the same person. Except Garrett, I think, has a lot more personality than Blake. I, I think Blake is just really a duck. You know, I mean, it's funny though. Both one lives in Colorado and one lives in Nevada. I mean, they are literally the same human. <laughs> well, and you know what is funny? Both Garrett and Blake were on. Last year, the After the Rose, oh, they were both they two were? in the preview guy. They were both in it. Oh. I know Blake was, and I'm almost positive. Garrett I don't remember. I remember that, but I don't remember who it was. All right, so Carla, mom, there's this woman that um, Carla's friends with, and that we follow, and she does the funniest write-ups and recaps of the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, rather. So we have to give her a shout out and a few of her comments because she hits on things that are amazing, like. That Chris Harrison is essentially, I mean, if there's anybody in the world who has a better job than Chris Harrison, please tell me. Because he travels the <laughs> world with beautiful people, eats and drinks, and he maybe says one line the entire and show. And he doesn't have to do it. He doesn't do anything. And, and it's the same line. <laughs> this is the last rose. That is it. He just says yeah. the same thing over and over again. Over and over again, yes, I know. And so we, the funniest is on this woman's recap. What's her name? Nancy Floyd. Nancy, you know I love you. <laughs> Hi, Nancy. Please come be on our podcast. Her recaps are awesome. Um, and Nancy said, I think a few weeks ago, she was watching with one of her girlfriends. Like, her girlfriend was watching reluctantly, rather. And at the end, Chris came out. And her girlfriend was like, wait, now who's this guy? And she goes, oh, that's the host. She's like, what? He literally walked out at, in the last 30 seconds. <laughs> so... That's what made me laugh about this week's recap. And she posts these recaps on the Nashville scene. So it's nashvillescene.com. If you Google that and Google uh, Bachelorette recap Nashville scene, they'll they'll come up. But they're definitely worth a read because they're uh, she says all the things that we're thinking. Let's put it that way. So about Chris Harrison, she says, Since there's an ocean around, Chris Harrison decided to show up and provide a quick free counseling session for Becca, who admits she is falling in love because, and in all capitals it says this show really works guys <laughs> <laughs> she tells chris that she could see the show ending with a guy proposing to her and that is just so totally shocking to a girl who literally just got engaged to a guy at the end of the show a couple months ago <laughs> <laughs> and right. then it goes on from there where she breaks down all of the dates and uh she'll have another she'll she'll post this week's recap on Thursdays is, is when it comes out on the Nashville scene, but definitely, Nancy, you say all the things that, oh, she's that, that Lindsay and I text each other during the show. So. She's brilliant. I just want to watch one time with her. She... Did you talk about that one, the, the show where they, they get engaged after the hour? The proposal? I, I don't... That one still blows my mind. Same. I'm, I'm with you there, Karen, and we'll have to ask Nancy her thoughts on the proposal. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know about the proposal, it's, it's either one guy or one girl, depending on which week it is, and then they have, like, 12 people come out of the opposite sex, and blindly you have to pick, narrow it down to, like, four, then three, then two, then one, and then you get, propo you get engaged. You right get there. married, and, uh... 
hey guys, this show really works. That's just desperation, I think. Yeah, it's not great. I did watch it once, and I have to admit, in the for a second, I got lost in the fairy tale of this romance of the new person, and then was like, what am I doing? Why am I, what am I doing? Okay, the other thing Carla found, which is really funny, this Bon Appetit article. Yeah, I was Googling The Bachelorette uh, this afternoon, mainly because I was, I was you know, looking to see what was out there uh, about the upcoming episodes, and I found this article that that posted um, on bonappetit.com just a couple of weeks ago, and it's all about the uneaten food <laughs> <laughs> that you see on The Bachelorette. So it does this whole, like, breaks down all the food from all prior episodes as they sit there at these, you know, wonderful dinners and plates of food that never get and eaten. Eat, eat none of it. <laughs> So that was uh, that was pretty funny too. That was a good one. Which is why some strange things are said because if they're not eating and drinking as much as they are, that explains a well, lot I of behavior. Well, I think they're drinking. I just don't oh, think I know. they're eating. That's what I'm saying. That's, <laughs> yeah. That explains a lot of comments and, and behavior if they're as much as they drink and do not eat. I know if I don't eat, I, I do the ridiculous things. So. <laughs> they actually have one line in here that talks about Jason and Will's like on a group date and it says for dinner Jason is served at least 80% more salad than Will's foreshadowing that the latter man will not get a rose. <laughs> Sorry Will's I would not only date you but feed you as much salad as you like. <laughs> like that's what it says. Oh my gosh, well, I so didn't. Funny. Will's was a really strange guy to be there that long. I think they just seemed like a very yeah, odd match. Yeah, I don't see. I don't feel like they spent any time together to even know if there was even a connection. It was just very right? strange, especially yeah. because of his plaid and polka dot rompers. The romper thing. I mean, I would have had to have gotten rid of him just at the sight of the 100%. first romper. I'd have been like, go home. Hundred percent. Boy, bye. Hundred <laughs> percent. Mom, what would you do if, if one of your daughters earlier said they were going to go on the bachelorette? Would you have supported me? Oh, I would have been humiliated. <laughs> would you, though? You would have loved oh, it. Oh, yes. Yes, I think they make them all look so stupid. But what if I got far down the, like, what if I got to hometowns? Then would you have been happy oh, about it? No. No, <laughs> I just, no. I think it's, uh, it's funny to watch, but I wouldn't want it to be one of my kids. All right, just check oh, it out. Yeah, same. I would feel the same way. It would just be so awkward, I think. Okay, fine. I Karen, won't go on The Bachelorette. Karen, what do you think about Becca in general? Yeah, Karen. I think she seems like she's really nice, but uh, uh, she's a little boring, I think. Depending on some other ones that are a little more fun, I think. What else do you think about her, Mom? <laughs> well, she seems like she's nice. She kind of reminds me of olive oil. Olive oil. Olive oil, yes. I remember that now. A lot of people might not even know that reference. Because <laughs> that's really an old person's it's reference. Think, Popeye's but. girlfriend. It's Popeye's girlfriend. We'll post a side-by-side -side photo of Olive Oil and uh, and yeah. Becca. I mean, sometimes I forget her name. I think she's so boring. Yeah, I'm I like, do what's too. her name? <laughs> she is boring. And if she says, let's do the damn thing one more time, oh my, oh. that I can't handle. But see, I mean, just think about everybody just criticizing every little thing you do. I mean, I feel sorry for them, actually. but um, You can't feel yeah, sorry for them because true. they choose to go but, on the show. Exactly. So that's the reason I wouldn't know what you wanted. All right, fair. All right, we do have a question from Carrie in Boise, Idaho. And I this is a question that I totally ask as well. And I'm, it's, it's so maddening to me. So why does Becca always compare her breakup with Ari to everyone's long-term relationships? And she does do that. Thank you, Carrie. She's totally right because she will go, she'll be talking to any of the guys 
and they're talking about like long-term past relationships and becca's like well you know i had my heart broken with ari i'm like no 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 that was literally three months ago it was on tv and you were engaged for 30 seconds it's not yeah it's not the same thing but i'm not sure she's had a lot of other relationships she's not talked about that well she had the very long term of the guy that showed up last they season. They had the guy that, you oh, know, production flew to. <laughs> the production flew in, and, and as Carlos has totally dressed him and outfitted him, sponsored by. Yeah, yeah sponsored by like, Vineyard Vines. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> totally. Totally. So why is she not using that as a comparison? I mean, it's ABC paying her to keep bringing up Ari, or what's happening? Because it is really obnoxious to me that she's trying to take that, what happened to her and Ari, and compare it to anybody's real life relationship of anything. Yeah, every situation she compares it to being dumped by Ari. Yeah. Like, that was literally like six months. Maybe she's still not over it. Maybe. I feel like she needs to spend some time with herself. <laughs> I think yeah. she should not pick anyone and figure out some things for herself. I think she needs to be single. For Maybe a hot get some minute. real therapy, not Chris Harrison therapy. <laughs> right, right. That's a good call. That could be the next show: the therapy for the bachelorettes or bachelors. There you go. Right. Okay, <laughs> therapy sessions. Maybe you could host that one, Mom. Oh yeah, I could do that. You could do that. Oh, uh, I miss you, Mom. Miss you too. Miss you, Karen. You're super cute. Thank you, Carla. <laughs> Well, go enjoy the show tonight. What are you having for... What are we having for dinner? Dad just walked in and said, you're not helping me any. Oh. Oh, well. (laughs) Well. My goodness. Maybe you should go on The Bachelorette, Mom. (laughs) This sounds obnoxious. Need to find myself another another mate. Sounds like it. (laughs) What are you having for dinner? Well, it's not that hard. You just eat. We have the steak burgers. Oh. This new thing that he got. So, I don't know. Okay. Well, that sounds good. We drove yesterday to get this. Somebody told us about this special meat and whatever. So, I don't know. Oh, that sounds delightful. Sounds fancier than what I'm having. Nothing too exciting, but he's already been out cooking on the grill. I told him I was busy, but... (laughs) Priorities. We had a very important podcast to record tonight. I know. know. The the people need you. Give the people what they want. That's right. I know. I think he's in there eating without me. (laughs) Well, tell him I love him anyway. I will. Okay. All right, Mom. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you after the finale, too. I'm sure I was really enlightening, and I know that people are really interested in what I Oh, it's going viral. It's going to go viral, Karen. can hardly wait. I know. I'm sure. Expect the paparazzi on your porch in the morning. Yeah, man. I can't wait. Okay. Thanks, Karen. Have a good night. All right, KP. Bye-bye. Bye. Isn't she funny? Oh, I love your mom so much. <laughs> well, we didn't even really get the full her. I know we didn't. She was holding back a little bit. She needs to drink more. <laughs> she needs to be with us, probably physically. I mean, is. I am serious when I say that she is what brought me back. I mean, I have been telling Lindsay I just could not watch the show. I've been hate watching it. Like, I just, ugh, it was awful. And then... I watched those videos when you were in Dallas and then got to actually watch a show with her, you and her, and like it brought me back. So good. Which is bad. I mean, I'm still maybe hate watching it. Well, I was about to say, it's bad if you're hate watching the show because it's already bad already. So to like actually be hating it means this season is just not good. It's so bad. It is pretty bad. Anyway, let's talk about something that is actually the best show on television. Maybe ever. And let's just chat for a second about how. Three people 
had been telling Lindsay since the first episode or first season aired back in February about how she needs to be watching Queer Eye and she just would not watch it. So Aaron, our friends Aaron and Rebecca, who've been on the podcast a couple times already, he also, I mean, we just kept telling her how amazing the show was and uh, she just. I don't know why I fought it. it. I have to apologize to you as a friend. Um, Queer Eye, I think I fought it just like subconsciously. I thought it was, like I was sort of relating it to Queer as Folk, which was not a bad show, I don't mean that, but it was just, it's very over the top. Yeah. I just kind of had it in my head that it was, I, did, I to be quite honest, I didn't know really what it was. Did you watch Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? Like no. Like 10 years, so so the original show, was, it was, was called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, it uh, aired like 10 years ago. Yeah. I think it's been about a decade since that aired, and they've reformulated the show in a really great way. I mean, it was, the original was great. I watched, I think it, I can't remember if it aired on like Bravo or E or one of those networks originally, but I mean, it was really pretty groundbreaking at the time of, of just kind of everything that, that was happening. When you think 10 years ago, it was really a, it was, you know, it was an interesting show for the time. And now this reboot is just, it's my everything, quite frankly. It's so good. So basically it's, they have the Fab Five, which are these five gay men who are all skilled in their areas of expertise. There's Karamo. Do I say his name right? Mm, Karamo. Karamo, the beautiful black man who is, like, stunning. Who has um, the most incredible bomber jacket collection. Oh, I have, I it's mean. on point. So he's culture. So, well, first of all, before we say H5, essentially it's these five gay guys who come in and they make over, most of the time, men, and they're in outskirts of country bumpkin Georgia, and so these folks are nominated, so there is like a nominate, like someone uh, in their family or their friends or their yeah. relationship like nominates them to be on the show. So there is like a process of how they pick these people. Um, and it is just, in the original show followed that same kind of format. There were five categories. They, they stayed true to that in this version of the show with the same five categories. So it's like fashion, right? fashion, fashion grooming, grooming, culture. Food and wine, and so oh, and design. Like in design. In design, yeah. And they they basically come in, yeah. And the, the fact that it's you're right. The fact that it's a nomination process is good because it's not like they're seeking out the country bumpkin to make fun of. They're not yeah, that it's, it's all positive. All. Mm -hmm. They take someone that just needs a life makeover. And what's so these five guys are so positive and so loving, and they're exactly what all of creation needs to see. A gay, you know, the gay lifestyle being because they are good, good people to what we believe is the norm, not this, you know, whatever stereotype that other people have created. So they are such good people. They're so positive, and they. It is the first reality show. Call me naive, but I don't think so. Where I truly believe that they're being so genuine. They want the best for these people. Yeah. And they just make over these people, these people's lives. And what's so funny is that they're not doing that much. They're really not. They're, they're really not. They're really not. They're just, with each of their little categories, giving somebody a little boost. They're essentially looking at somebody and giving them the time of day. I mean, that's all it is. Well, a little I mean, bit of confidence. They're, yeah, exactly. They're giving them, like, little things that will just make that person feel better about themselves and really just boosting their confidence. And I really do feel, I agree with you, it comes from such a genuine place. There's no way that's fake. And if you watch them... I mean, you get that same feeling, like, yes. just watching their Insta stories and just seeing how they are. It's very genuine, and 
it's powerful in that. It really is. I mean, <laughs> as we've said numerous times on this podcast, I am not the most emotional person, and neither is our friend Rebecca, and neither is Aaron, really, for that matter. No. But we keep texting Lindsay, like, why are you not watching this show? Like, I... I've cried on a plane. That's why I started watching. I cried. I literally season two, episode one. I was on the plane and I cry. I cry. I was crying. I was laughing. Like no joke. The people around me were probably like, "What is wrong with this girl?" But it was the most. And actually, that was the first woman makeover that they've done. And if you watch any of these, that mm-hmm. is the one to watch because it's it's, it's episode one of season, season two. two. It is incredible well and that's let's be honest that's why i started watching when when finally in the last text exchange when carla said that you would cry when you said you cried i'm like okay well i need to know what this is i've cried at almost all of them at some point i get it now well the very first one i was i was hooked from season one episode one so good when they took this man who said you can't fix ugly that was like his saying yes that episode is so good too and they, he ends up getting back with his ex-wife, and they go on a date. Oh, my God. It's so... Just please watch it Please if you watch the not. show. It's on Netflix now. So if you, um, you know, get your free... If you don't subscribe to Netflix, get your free month. <laughs> yeah, and just binge. And just binge, because there's uh, not that many episodes. It's like 16 episodes total. Yeah. Between the two seasons. So, and they are, I mean, you can burn right through them, because they are... You, they're riveting. <laughs> well, they're so. funny and they're sweet. And yeah. okay, so in the very beginning, I thought I wasn't gonna like Jonathan, who was the grooming one, who gives them a hair, beard makeover, skincare. I thought I wasn't gonna like him because he is. Oh, he was so over the top. I'm like, oh, that's a little much for me. Now I simply adore him because he's so funny, and I find it he find out he's a stand up comic as well. Yeah, which I think is great. So it makes sense why he's so. I mean, he's an entertainer. Yeah, the other yeah. guys aren't. Yeah. Like, Jonathan yeah. is an entertainer. So I'm like, okay, I get it now. But he's so funny. Everything, he's like, who gave you permission to blow my mind with your hair today? I like, mean, how, everything he says, I can't. Everything he says is amazing. Everything. And I know that sounds so, like, cliche to be like, they're amazing. But, yes. but seriously, if you're not watching this show, give it a try. Because, I mean, I feel like they're solving life problems. Like, they are. They're bringing races together. They're, I mean, they're... They're just bringing everything. They're showing so many things in a positive light that it's, it's really, it's a really, it's a pretty powerful show. Race and religion and homosexuality. Yeah. There's one episode where they make over a very, very um, religious Christian man and his family. He's married and has three or four kids, and the wife nominated him to see like he works two jobs. They live in this small house. They're a huge family. He works maybe even three jobs, but. They, you know, he said they have a moment where he's talking to him and says, you know, I, I was raised to believe y'all were wrong. Homosexuals were wrong and they were going to hell. And so they have him. He's like, but I, I don't believe that. I love you. You are always welcome in my home. And, and that that was pretty powerful. That happens. And there's a moment yeah. where Karama, who is African-American, is driving and gets pulled over by a cop. It's a, set up as a joke for another reason. But he's terrified. So he has this whole conversation with a white police officer, they break down some racial barriers. Like it's, it's really incredible. And like I said, it just it come. You can just you t- you can tell it comes from a very genuine place. Like yeah. it's just not a staged, yeah, a staged thing. And that they all really like each other. And, and whoever they just got nominated for four Emmys. First of all, 
But whoever, which is awesome, whoever is casting that show, I need to look up who the casting department is because mm-hmm. whoever the casting director brilliant. on that show is is deserves a Nobel Peace Prize. Like to bring I mean, those five together perfectly, mm-hmm. and each quote unquote victim that they do, they they just choose so well. So and if you're into podcasts, um, Jonathan has a podcast called Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness, and and I've been listening to some of them on and off, and it's really great too. Like everything he does is good to know, really fantastic. So that's a that's a great podcast to listen to because he's really fabulous. Good to and know. Fun. That and and then my podcast recommendation for the week. Side note. Is one that you gave me, but it's, do I pronounce it right? Dias? Well, Dave Dias? Yes, but actually she just changed the name of it to Rise. Rise, okay. So it's so it was to remember now. It's Rise, called Rise. Uh, it was D-A-I-S, whatever that is. So now it's Rise, and it's with Rachel Hollis. And this is just a quick side note, and shout out to Rachel Hollis, because she's one of our dream guests to have as uh, on the podcast. Oh my gosh, but, you are, girl. Your book is so fantastic. I just got it today. It's I'm called obsessed. Girl, Wash Your Face, and I'm so excited to read it. Um, that's my reading for the next couple weeks because I'm a slow reader. Okay, so then real quick, we want to hit on a third and final show that um, we love. But I, I some people are watching it, some are. It is only on Hulu. So another again, one, get your free trial. Yes. Get your free trial. Binge watch two seasons and then decide if you want to keep your subscription. But it's called Handmaid's Tale. It is. Dark, y'all. It is dark. It's a very dystopian society. Uh, based on a Margaret Atwood novel of the same name, which is a very difficult read. Yeah. <laughs> if you've not read it, it is worth the read because it's very, very interesting, but not an easy book to get through. Gilead is this 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 new empire, so to speak, that they um, in America where they clean house and it's they they say they're this all men run quote unquote government. The women are either the wives slash side, you know, side man servants of the husband, and then the rest of the women um, are used just to bear children, specifically, and be the handmaid. It's a very, very dark show. But, it's terrifying. But it's terrifying. And so, finally, there's our group. We've been watching it, although Rebecca and Aaron better get back on this train, because season two was incredible. I mean, season one was great. It's kind of setting the stage of what's uh, of what Gilead is really like. Basically, America is no more, and it's now Gilead. A lot of people were able to immigrate into Canada. Canada, still cool-ass Canada. Canada's still <laughs> killing it, even in the crappy... Canada's still know. cooler than us. Um, <laughs> and so... The first season is really kind of setting the stage of what life is like in this world now or in this new America. And season two really gets into kind of the, the meat of, of what's what's happening. So you've Oof. got Alfred who is pregnant and is trying to escape and like all this stuff is happening. So it's really told from her perspective, which the book is that way too. Oh, it's and so It good. just gets so crazy and so intense and... I was actually a little mad about the ending and texted Lindsay like, what the F? You're so angry for Well, her you're angry because, herself. quite frankly, you know, honestly, there is so much angst that, I mean, and kudos to Elizabeth Moss because to act that part, there is one episode in particular that I think she is the only, you know which one I'm talking about, I think she is the only person in like the entire episode when she's in the oh, house. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. For, you know, 48 minutes or however long these episodes are. She's amazing. I mean, she's an incredible actor, and it, all of them are, honestly. The way they communicate without saying a lot, it, when you think about it, you know, mm-hmm. so there's just... This is the show that just, like, you have a pit in your stomach, like, through the whole episode, because you just, like, don't know what's going to happen. Is it Bradley Whitford? Is that his yeah. name? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you were a fan of The West Wing, I mean, he's one of my favorite actors. He's so fantastic. He is, like, the one of the creepiest guys. He's awesome. Who shows up about midway through season two. I think we'll see a lot more. He's gotta be, yeah. I think we'll see a lot more from him in season three because what you find out, and this is not a spoiler, but he is one of the architects of Gilead. So everything that's happening, he has created. I mean, those are his laws, his rules, and whatever. And there's this weird, like, push-pull between, like, knowing what he's created and what this means for some people. I mean, it is... Being the, crea- being the architect of Gilead and also doing what's right. He's It's a very interesting... That's actually some of my favorite scenes are the scenes yeah. with him in it. And, and also because I just, I really like him a whole lot, but it's very, very interesting, so... Those are our three now. And just on a real quick tip to end it off, do you have anything new you're starting now, show-wise? We just, actually, we just finished Goliath, which is on Hulu, I believe, which is Billy Bob Thornton, Mm -hmm. is a high-powered attorney, was partner in a firm, in a law firm, and was like an alcoholic and becomes kind of down on his luck, takes on a case. It's interesting. Season one was better than season two, but it's worth, you know, it's summertime. There's, like, not a whole lot else on. Like, it was an entertaining show. All right. We'll give it a watch. It was good. A great cast. Another one that William Hurt is in that show as the other partner in that law firm. So they're they're kind of like arch enemies now in his performances. You want to talk about a creepy dude? Like, oh my gosh. All right. He's insane. William Hurt is amazing in that show because he's just makes your skin crawl we just um, started yesterday um and we we watched a couple um the sinner with jessica beale it's oh. netflix mm-hmm. um my mom told us about it actually we started thinking again same thing like the summer kind of no-brainer whatever it's it's dark though and the quick premise you find this out right at the beginning though jessica beale is married they have a kid they live next door to her in-laws it seems like just a they're upstate new york just typical, very typical family. Well, I shouldn't even say. She she gets... No, I guess I'm... I, you know what? I'm going to say. No, I'm not. I take that back. <laughs> it's, the first episode is so intense. What happens? She does something awful out of the blue. And it's so uncharacter, like so in, uncharacteristic of her. And you think, oh, well, this is just, you know, it, it's just one, one act. But then they start... They really dive into where this came from. And you find this whole, like crazy sorted past of her life and that's a terrible description because I'd hate to give the it happens in the first episode yeah. but you so don't see it coming so it's oh, cool. well, um, have to check that one out. yeah it's worth it if you're if you're into you know the solving the mystery the whole way through which I love yeah you know, yeah to the end and she's pretty good in it and she's married to Justin Timberlake so if, if nothing I mean, else she's already give her that um well all right there's our tv for now I'm sure we'll have more we've got much more to talk. We've got to do something for the finale of The Bachelorette because... I mean, because I know that you're all riveted by, <laughs> by what happens next. <laughs> Clearly. Don't we go to her family? Yeah, but it's that's usually the finale. Is that the finale? Yeah. So, so we think, probably have men tell all, which, I mean, who cares? Yeah, nobody. 
And then the following week will be the finale, which is her hometown after the final rose. I mean, they drag these things out. Oh, yeah. It's, and then maybe Chris Harrison will choose to show up at some point. I don't know. <laughs> right. God bless him. I love him. He's from Oklahoma. Uh, He's a good guy, but I, if I could pick anyone in the whole world, it'd be it's probably him. Except he is divorced now because he's been on the show. I don't know if that is because of that show, but it's clearly because of that show. Okay. <laughs> on that note. On that note. Cheers. cheers. We're going to go watch The Bachelorette now. We are. I'm so excited. Let's cheers again on that note. Cheers. cheers. Thanks for listening. And may your glasses always be full. Of champagne and queso.